Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here for Vision Sunday. We were laughing uh, backstage about my wife. You know, she prayed for the birds and the bees. That was awesome. It was her paraphrase of Matthew chapter 6. Come on now. So go. <laughs> the birds and the bees. Um. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, huge props to Crystal stepping out. You know, I remember there was a time in our marriage, she's like, I'm never grabbing a microphone. You know, this is so cool. Take the lid off of everyone's life right now. Just take the lid. Whatever you think you can't, what, what could happen? What would happen today? That's what Vision Sunday is all about. Vision is the ability to see beyond what you see. I love a phrase, vision pays more than money ever will. In the book Winner's Manual, Jim Trestle writes, sorry anyone who's anti Buckeye fan, but the principle is this. A reward-based system is nonsense. The carrot, the carrot, the carrot. A fear-based system, if you don't, you're going to get punished with this nonsense. But then he says the third system is the most powerful, and I believe it to be true. A purpose-based system, or in other words, a vision-based system. When you have vision, when you have purpose and purity in it, you're able to endure in a way that's unlike this planet. So let us have vision today that we could see babies as the next Selena or Serena Williams or LeBron James, or if we have a Lego set, we see an Eiffel Tower. If we have a tricycle, we're thinking it's a spaceship. I pray today that the vision comes alive. In Habakkuk 2.2, it says, And the Lord answered me. This is coming from a complaint to God, and then God answers And he says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Vision is not to be worshipped. What vision does is it gives you clarity on how to move, and it is for us. It's not just for an individual, especially as we're coming on a Sunday. God will give you vision individually, and so absolutely you have permission today to be selfish. It's to be selfish. In the kingdom of God, there's no qualities for selfishness. But when it comes to you spending time with God, would you be selfish for that? When you need vision for God individually, will you be selfish for that? Will you hear something today and say, "Mm, that's mine? I read that 3% of the world writes goals. Or 3% of the world has goals and only 1% revisits them. And then those that write it, write goals down, are 42% more likely to achieve a goal. So in short, if you have any type of vision or any type of goals and you're writing things down, you're going to be way ahead of everyone. So today, can this transfer into our homes? Can this transfer in our own personal lives, our family, wherever you're at, whatever your sphere of influence, that vision would be contagious? Let's pray. God, I pray today that you ignite something so powerful in our spirits. We'll never be the same. That today is the day that you have made, we will rejoice and be glad in it, that you would breathe fresh vision, fresh, new. That today we would even believe that we could be new, that you could change generational pain. Have your way. 
It's in your name we pray. Amen. When we traveled uh, with music ministry, Sounds Good, the organization, we had a campaign called Face in the Crowd. And we would go to schools or churches or clubs, wherever, and we'd say, hey, in a room this size, you're around a lot of people, but many of us still feel alone. And too often we feel like just a face in the crowd. But every face matters. Here's a story from Face in the Crowd from Alan. It was, uh, it was really rough growing up as a kid. Nothing was ever easy, uh, especially being poor. Kids always made fun of me, made me have low self-esteem and depression. When, uh, when you don't have much and you see everybody else that has things, you always felt like you're less than them. Um, and it always hurt and it, it felt like it was everybody else's fault because you know you couldn't control your situation, your environment. So I always wanted to pass the blame and I was always angry. I was always mad at my parents, always mad at the people in the community. I was always mad at those teachers that never stuck up for me and made it so all I cared, all, all I did was ever just want to get into trouble, hang out with the bad kids, run my mouth, or my mouth almost to stick up for me. It's like my get back, defend myself. I was really bitter, I had a lot of frustrations, and it was a hard, it was a hard time when I lost my best friend Brad when he got hit by a train on his four-wheeler. Only when I was in seventh grade, I had no clue how to deal with it at the time. Um, all I know is he was like my big brother. He's that, that kid that stuck up for me when nobody else did. He gave me clothes and, and, and uh, shoes when I didn't really have any, when I had holes in my shoes. And uh, food, we always used to always get food from his house. It was always cool because we'd have those one friends that parents would say, hey, no, uh, no uh, uh, letting all the kids eat all the food in the house. They didn't realize I had nothing at my house, nothing. We usually didn't even have electricity. And then there was no drywall even. There, was, there wasn't even drywall, so, so you had to pin up sheets just so you could have privacy. And even then, you know, it was just, you didn't really feel like you had it. You had to turn on the water knobs and pliers. I had a really hard time when my mom left my dad in 10th grade. Um, I didn't understand love. And so when it came to that point in time when I had sex for the first time, I thought that uh, that's what love was because my mom and dad never really showed it. Um, the way it was supposed to be. So I, I fell into this horrible relationship just because I didn't know what love was. That led me to drinking in the morning to even myself out from the night before. And then again, drinking in the evening to even myself out from the afternoon. There's things that are going on at the time that I didn't know how to deal with. I, I made a lot of bad choices, a lot of heavy decisions that, um, that didn't end up well. I needed to quit blaming stuff on everybody else. I needed to quit being so angry and bitter. I needed to quit just start, I needed to just start caring. Cause at one point in time I cared about nothing. I just, there's, you know, there's nothing to even live for a few times it felt like. God definitely intervened and he showed me that I needed a savior. He showed me that I needed Jesus to, to forgive me of my sins and to, to fix me, to fix everything that was broken. Um, and he intervened, he took away all my sin and. He's been walking with me ever since. He's been fixing my brokenness. Um, he continues to, to show me how to live life. He continues to show me that I'm not perfect and I'm still growing. And he also, uh, he's blessed me with a, a, a beautiful wife and two phenomenal kids, both smart, energetic, full of life. He restored my parents' marriage after seven years. And our family, my family, I'm proud to say that 
Jesus is the center of our family, of our life. And uh, we love him and we thank him every day for waking up. And uh, we cherish every, every single moment of life. My name is Alan, and I am not just a face in the crowd. Uh, every story matters to God. God's been writing a story here. Every page is important, every line, every character, every chapter. And the chapter this year is the one. For 2019, for us, the focus is on one. That I am the one for the one. In Luke chapter 15, I love how the message puts it. The whole chapter Luke is writing about the heart of heaven on how deep God cares about what's his, which is people. He created people and he cares about people and he wants to see his kids come back home. It says, imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. Come on, you got nine more. Won't she light a lamp and score the house until looking every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can be sure she'll call her friends and neighbors, celebrate with me. I have found my lost coin. Can you imagine that? I mean, imagine if you won the lotto for a second. It might be a little easier. You'd turn up. There's a lady, I feel so bad for her. She won the slot machine, and it hit multi-million dollar payout. She took the printout, and then they told her the machine was malfunctioning, and they gave her a steak dinner. It's been a lawsuit for the last few years. Come on, pay, pay her, pay her, pay her. <laughs> Celebration over a person. I found my lost coin. Count on it. That's the kind of party, party. Jesus followers should not be out celebrated, out partied. That's who we are. Party God's angels throws every time one lost soul, turns to God. How many do they need to throw a party for? One. That warrants a party. Who's coming? One person. All the angels are going to set the stage and throw a party for one? Absolutely. We had a supporter that uh, helped fund us during that season of the Face in the Crowd campaign and was Sounds Good and they were given $800 a month. Now, they're tithing in their church, but they're given on top of that an offering to our organization $800 a month. And so that was a pretty big supporter. And at the end of the year, get their tax return, uh, calls me and says something along the lines of, am I given enough? Uh, yeah, man, you're given $9,600 a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But how many people responded to the gospel this past year? I don't remember the exact math, but something like 1,000. He goes, 1000 So I gave 9600 I did the math. It's $9.60 a person. And I thought, I'm not giving enough, am I? I was like, well, hey, man, that's up to you. I mean, if you want to add zeros to this thing, let's do this. But, uh, <laughs> but he goes, and here's the thought I was thinking about. What would I pay to save my own child? A lot more than nine sixty, And God cares. The heart for the one has grown in me and our community. It, it's not, it's like snowball. It just keeps getting bigger to care about the details, the person, the moments. Jeff Leake says there's seasons of lengthening 
and there's seasons of strengthening. And for us, we want to strengthen the infrastructure this year, but the infrastructure is not the building because we rent this thing. It's me and you to strengthen us. My heart grew this past year for the one in a way that uh, I'd say that that's kind of in our wheelhouse. So from facing the crowd, we see the one. And we had this moment where uh, I took a trip to visit someone, and I'm going to share the story. But here's how the story started was I went upstairs, and I saw Crystal in the bed, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, and she was crying. She was crying. And I said, what are you crying about? She goes, oh, I'm just thinking about Zach. If you know Zach, he's in the front row. He's, I mean, he's, he's our son. He's our friend. He's everything. You know, we love him. Um, I mean, Neil, I think, called you dad in the first year. You know, he loved him so much. Zach uh, planted the church here with us and, and then moved to Kansas City. And in our 20s, we, we, sometimes we wowed out. Come on now. And some of you, are, you're, you're still living the 20s and the 60s. Well, today's a new day, okay? And so we knew he was wilding out a little bit. And Crystal's crying, and she's weeping for him. And I wanted to go visit him, but that was the night that triggered the interaction because Crystal's tears led me to book a plane ticket that night. Now, I didn't tell Zach, and I flew straight to Kansas City. I was on a recon mission, similar to Jason Bourne. I'm going to see him. I'm going to love him. And I text him, hey, what's up, bro? Where are you at? And he calls back and says, you have impeccable timing. I said, how so? Well, my grandparents are meeting me at the airport. They're taking back the car, and it's just kind of a low day. I said, oh, really? Yeah, that must be coincidence. So I put it on mute, and I meet him at the airport that I just flew in at the same rental car place that I just left. And I didn't tell him that I was coming. I said, hold on. I'll figure out a way to rent you a car. And I showed up, and you can imagine, they, it's like they saw a ghost. Even his grandparents said, that's weird. We see you today. We woke up, and you were on our mind. I won't tell you all of the prophetic details. There's, there's tons. Maybe we'll get a chance to share the story sometime. But what that led to was a couple days of hanging out. And Crystal kept texting, hey, you loving him? How's he feeling? Da, da, da. And in two days of connecting, we never talked any practicals, meaning what are you doing next? Where are you going to work? Where are you going to live? None of it. Felt God kept saying, love him, love him, love him, love him. What are we done? Love him, love him. And then Crystal's texting me, just love him, love him, love him. At some point, I'm like, can we talk the GP? I'm talking game plan. Love him, love him, love him. And we ended the trip with just praying over him, loving him, saying, I love you, bro. See you later. And then that led to him the next day praying, fasting, talking to some friends. One of his old leaders heard about the interaction, ended up booking him a one-way flight to Lansing and said, man, just go back home kind of vibe. And, and even his mom, when I was there, she grabbed my hand and said, thank you for coming to love the one. I thought, Shh. God's heartbeat grew that day, understanding the love that he could have, that I already knew he had love for the one, but it was, you couldn't comprehend it. Meaning there was no act, it was complete love, complete love, complete love, complete surrender to take off the lid. And uh, man, shout out, thanks for moving here. You know, saying thanks for moving back. And uh, we got five kids. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Touche. We have six kids. So we got one back, but I was missing another one too. I love it. Amen. That's, tr that's so true. It's <laughs> nah, good. We were at Craig's Cruisers. It's an arcade. And 
like a good parent, I couldn't find one of our sons, and so I blamed it on the older son. Where's Justice? What do you mean? He was with you. And I'm really mad at myself. So we start freaking out. 90 seconds feels like eternity in that moment. Where's he at? What's going on? And I'm looking around. I see Justice from a distance, probably from here to where Shelly's sitting in the chair. And I say, Justice! And he looks up. And he just starts crying. And I grab him and I hold him. And we have such a powerful moment. How many people know in that moment, it didn't matter that I had five other kids. (laughs) It just mattered where Justice was, right? Millions and billions of people. Millions of dollars of projects and business ideas and all the cool things we could do. But may we always build the foundation in love and always about the one. Because one is a really big number to God. Unlovable, pain, suffering, miserable. Lies from an enemy who wants me to be a disgrace. But I'm handpicked by a God who offers me grace. His love is stretched out wide with a dislocated shoulder with nails inside. He chose the worst thing possible for the best thing yet. I should be in jail or matter of fact dead, but God gave his son his only one to save this one. He wants us together because we are one. Though you're scared, just remain brave. God already won the battle. Tomorrow, today. wrote that we'd rebuild the ruined cities and comfort those who mourn, restore the streets in which to dwell, proclaim freedom for the captives, then a deliverer was born. Christ led the way to show us how we begin to rebuild cities. He left the 99 for one, rejected, left out, lost, brokenhearted, desolate, value them, he taught. His spirit came at Pentecost, brought vision, dreams for all. Let's set our minds on things above so we can hear the kingdom's call. The early church made peace between the Gentile and the Jew. That covers all who's sitting here. It's me, each one of you. So let's join hands, all races, all faces, all ages, and all status. There is a task God has for us, a role we have to play. So Spirit, please reveal the gap that we're to fill, we pray. Make us honed, effective tools, ready every day to see the one you call me to, to help or heal today. I can no 
only imagine up in the sky just laughing all of my fears no more tears wiped away like magic all of my sadness turned into passion because i am the one for the one when life is tragic i came close to the casket when i was addicted now i'm committed like how did this happen because i was the bad kid skipping the classes that's what they had told me i bought what they sold me but they didn't know me my father in heaven he chose me i felt like the only one but when god sent his only son it brought us together as one because the one to god equals a milli you feel me is bigger than none so love will always run to the one tearjerker for sure because I know them and uh, I know their stories and yeah all right as Jesus followers and if you don't know Jesus yet man come into the fold he's the only way and I haven't found anyone that could save me or you um, but him and he gives us all of his victory all of his freedom Instantly, when we just ask for forgiveness and put our faith in him. It's a beautiful exchange. It really is the great exchange. But as followers of Jesus, what I think we get tripped up sometimes is we're going to reach the one. We're going to be for the one, and we're for the one. We're for the one. People then slightly become charity or a case study or looked at as projects. All right, are you ready to pray the prayer? And that stuff's beautiful, absolutely, but... It has to start with, I am the one for the one. If we forget that we 
apart from Christ are deserving of eternal separation. And we won't come and approach the one with the right humility and posture. If we remember the grace of God has wrecked us, freed us, that we still need the gospel 101 good news every day. Every day. That I am the one. That we would get the junk out of our life this year to get healthy, to be whole. And the, the junk for some of us, the, the, the unnecessary debt, the self-inflicted insecurity, the constant outlet to pornography or issues in the marriage and to say, okay, I'm going to be seen a little bit more. I got scars, but that I am the one that wants to be whole because I can't help the one unless I'm fully one and being one with the Father doesn't mean I'll be perfect, but that I want to put an emphasis to even let people see where I'm bleeding and I have open wounds. I think showing people scars is one thing. Like, oh, here's where I got hurt. <laughs> you know, look, check it. But what about when you let the Lord do his best work in you? If we think about the things he's done, it's been heroic. And to think about where he wants to take us, if, if we were to see all the evidence and, God, you planted this thing three years ago, and we believe that all races and all ages and all economic uh, backgrounds, it didn't matter. Proverbs 22.2, where the rich and poor come together, the Lord's the maker of them all, that each person is a teacher and a learner. And, and, and as we're getting into 2020 next year, we don't want to enter 2020 foggy. We want to see clearly. And if we really think we're Olympic athletes, which by the way, each one of you are living legends for God. I'm not going to wait till you're dead to honor you. God doesn't make junk. He makes great perfect masterpieces that he's created in advance for good works that we would walk in them. What are those good works? May we prepare as just as an Olympian would to get ready. And as Hebrews 12, 6 puts it this way, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves. Well, God, I like when you save me. I love when we sing together. I definitely love talking about your love. I love the forgiveness, the mercy, God, I'm not so happy about the discipline thing. You really want to prune me? Correct me? Break my bones even? Yeah. Like a good dad. To let the Lord discipline and do his best work in us, that I am the one for the one. Now you could say, well, hey, I feel super healthy. Awesome. Let's help make more people healthy. We need your help. The span of care is grown at City Life. This past month uh, in January, we averaged 493 people. And uh, I preached, um, I, I believe, all those services. And so I can't have a small group of 493 people. I would love to. But Jesus understood even his rhythm. He had crowds. He had 12. He had three. He had one. And we want to see City Life model the same. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but teach them to observe all I've commanded you. I want to grow this year. How about you guys? I want to grow. I want the Lord to discipline me. I want, I want him to do his best work in me. That's what the shirt is, that I can be a little selfish. I am the one he loves. Someone say, well, does he love me? Absolutely. Let me tell you about it. 
Man, God loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, let me tell you how much he loves me. How do we overcome the enemy? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So my story matters. Your story matters. So here's the game we're playing. It's me versus me and we versus we. Me versus me, we versus we. There's no competition. I just need to be the best me. It's not pressure. God is in the process of developing us through the ups and the downs of the journey. And he's consistent. He's faithful. And, uh, and then what team does he got us on? Right here, this family. I can't imagine Jesus coming in and saying, hey, Jerome, I want to have a conversation. I want to tell you about all the leaders that are better than you across the world. Hey, Jerome, I want to have a conversation about city life. I want to tell you about all the churches that are better than you. I think he would speak identity for us. He would say, hey, keep going. I, I see this in you. Oh, thank you. I see this in the we. I see this in the family. And we're not arrogant with that because we recognize that we're a part of something way bigger than ourselves. It doesn't begin and end with city life. But we are praying a really outrageous prayer. We're praying that when Jesus comes back, he has to come back to Lansing first because he wants to come back and get city life first, okay? So we're not apologizing for that. We want him to say, I love those people. They're messy. It's great. It's powerful. There's both and there. Like, there's business owner. There's someone who doesn't even know if they can get a job, you know? happens my people right there God spoke this a healthy me leads to a healthy everything healthy me leads to healthy everything may you grab that we don't want to be more intense this year but more intentional not more intense but more intentional to be intentional if you want to take a snapshot of this next thing you can but uh we'll teach you this in the next months in the months to come so this whole year will be like, but being the one could look like. We put a day in the life. In short, it's spending a lot of time with Jesus. If you just spend time with Jesus, first thing, maybe a worship song, read the Bible, repeat. Uh, we'd insert finding your identity, having some identity statement. You can go listen to the Forever Me series in the City Life podcast if you wonder what that is. Not essential, but I think could just explode in a powerful way. Your Jesus time, because you start to make it personal. And then talk to God anytime you want. Remember Jesus through work and life. There's podcasts. That's what a day in the life can look like. Week in the life, repeat. You got Sunday. We, we like coming together on Sunday. We love remembering that we were lost and now we're found. We, we love celebrating and encouraging people. We love meeting new people that feel that they have questions. What do I got to wear there? And we, don't, we just say, what's up, bro? And they're like, dang, I feel kind of cool here. I had a guy check me last week. He goes, bro, I never, never thought I'd ever go to church again, but I love today. And uh, you changed my life, bro. I'll see you later. And that was cool. Like that was way better than, hey, let me tell you what the Lord's doing. Yeah, you can clap for that. It's awesome. It's, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, Lord spoke. That's awesome, but I like that guy's story the best. And uh, month in city life, what could look like? Repeat that one day, one week, one month at a time. Enjoy the journey. So here's the question. Will you take action with us? What does that look like? It means getting close, really close. Like, I'm going to get really close to our sixth son, our sixth child, you know, our fifth son. But uh, really close, close. How many people here got a bubble? Come on, don't be ashamed to admit it. You got a bubble. There's nothing wrong with a bubble, getting a little boundaries, like, hey, up in my space. <laughs> but I want to ask a question. Is the bubble carry over into your spiritual life too, that we just won't let people get close? I don't want to get close with people. I want them to see that I'm bleeding. 
confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. God forgives instantly, but healing takes place through the body. It's powerful. So we want to be really close, proximity. And then the frequency of that, to turn that up, meet more often. And what will that lead to? Intimacy. Now, if you run that equation in the world, if you're close to people, you're frequent, but the soil is wrong, it's havoc, equals havoc. It's destructive. These three things we believe this year, specifically in city life, we're not trying to do a bunch of new things. We're just trying to do the same things we've been doing really well. Um, um, We want to be the one for the one. I don't have to earn it. I just got to be it for the one and be one because we're one here. And through the Sunday morning experience and through groups, signups will start next week. This will be the huge push. Some people, uh, you, you might have been hurt in a group, and we get it. Maybe today's a new day. Uh, so we'll have groups all, all throughout the city. The next three weeks, you'll be able to sign up. Groups on different days, different times. And then lastly, we'll have our events as we do, whether it's Love the City Week and rolling out the Love the City truck and all that stuff will be beautiful. Um, as we remember, ultimately, that Jesus would come for only one. Check the song out. I got fire burning fire seat, growing deep inside of me. The lie trying to be hiding weakness and it's cutting deep, it's losing sleep. Seems I'm choking who I'm made to be. Grab a pen, pad, release what's inside of me. We used to freestyle huddle and hit insecurities, gaining up some muscle, moving on to hard maturity. I sit and think thoughts alone by myself, playing with the cards that I was dealt. Man, I always been small, but I always felt big. Yeah, it's always just ball, man, that's all that we did, yeah. You know the days when nothing mattered, and now it all matters, but does it? We bugging. I had the wrong master, now I've been captured by grace. I got a new stature, read Paul's chapters, wave. The true type of real life, the new heights, and in Christ we only get one I feel like the life. only one. I feel like the only one. And I feel like the only one. Well, I feel like the only one. I remember growing up, waking up, running home after school All year geek, what's coming next after June? I thought I deserved it all, hadn't even paid the dues Looking back, thanking God, I made it through The same love is calling you, and now I'm in it Pushing past the limits, no box, no lid This is for the kids, we are with it Living life extra in it. They say never despise the day of small beginnings This is for the only one, a lonely one Thinking you're the only one It's okay, we're not the only one Love broke me down and it found me right there The praise is loud, pain was deep There's no more nightmares I'm thinking about new days and new ways A new taste and new shades A new page and two chains are so sweet uh, Beauty in the storm when we dance in the rain And it's truly in the form how we see Everything. And I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one Well, I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one I feel like the only one Well, I feel like the only one I'm left, I'm chasing broken, but I'm free Life isn't quite what I thought it would be Sometimes I have learned that it's a fight to be free We'll be free 
I'm let them chase I'm broken but I'm free Life isn't quite what I thought it would be Sometimes I have learned that it's a fight to be free To be free But well, I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one And I feel like the only one Be seated. Thank you. Um, on any project I've ever worked on, there was always a question Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Does anybody see me? And that song's no different. It has two, two halves to it. The first half is Man, I felt like I'm the only one dealing with all these issues. I'm the only one struggling. I'm the only one growing up in this particular way. I'm the only one. But then the second half is the energy in it is, wait, I feel like I'm the only one that God saved me. What? Yeah, I'm the only one. You know, I'm throwing a party. I'm so excited that I'm found. I feel like I'm the only one. Where are you at in that journey? I hope that you know you're not alone. You're not the only one. But God would save only one, you. And he throws you a party and he, and he loves to do it. He loves to do it. Here's what we're going to do as we close. Everyone got a coin. And uh, the worship team's going to lead us in a song. So you can pull this out and get your Sharpie out. And on each side of it, I, I wrote one on mine. And, but on the front side, I am the one. The back side, for the one. Okay? So the front side, so you get a little selfish. God, what do you say about me? Just start writing some words down. Love, free, patient, kind, hardworking. Just write some words down. And on the back, how do you feel about the one? What are the things that break your heart in the city, in the state, in the nation, in the world? I wrote things like, I want to see leaders and schools and addiction end. I want to see people be loved and free. I want there to be peace. I'm believing for peace on earth when Jesus comes back. Like, I'm believing for that. I believe we can see glimpses of that in a powerful, profound way that people put their guns down. What would that look like? That's what I'm praying. So first side, draw uh, any way. There's, it's yours. So what are the qualities of I am the one and on the back side for the one? And they're going to sing, I will build my life. Really build my life upon God. As they lead us in worship, that'll kind of be the that'll be the backdrop to this exercise that we take this home to remember I am the one for the one. Alright, let's draw. Let's sing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing Podcast. Loving you and loving the city, one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.